Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Flipping Websites podcast. This is episode 30, and on today's show, I've got another great guest, Michael Beroslavsky from Domain Magnate. Michael is one of the biggest website sellers on Flipper, with 49 transactions totaling almost half a million dollars. Michael has worked with investors for a number of years doing individual deals, and he's now created his first fund, which actually closes next week. So to check it out, you're going to have to move quickly. It's at domainmagnate.com investors. And the URL and show notes for this episode are at flippingwebsites.co slash domain dash magnate. So before the conversation with Michael and before I give another brief update, this episode is sponsored by Done For You Links. Done For You Links at dfylinks.com is a high quality, high authority link building service from top Brit SEO Charles Float. Done For You Links offers guest posts, niche edits, PBN links and local SEO for every niche in English as well as nine other languages. They have trained British SEO support staff that will help build your campaigns and a whole heap of educational content for those looking to expand their horizons. Check out Done For You Links, dfylinks.com to scale your content site today. All right, so what has been going on since yesterday when I dropped the last episode? Yes, this uh, podcast is like London buses. You wait forever for a bus to come, for an episode to come, and then three come along at once. I'm going to try and get another episode out tomorrow to really hack that iTunes algorithm. So last time I mentioned I was active on the website acquisition service at flippingwebsites.co slash investors. I've also been doing a lot more work with the web due diligence service at flippingwebsites.co slash web due deal. It's a great low cost, low barrier to entry service for investors who are looking to get into the space. It's just 200 bucks a month and you can forward me as many deals to look at and I will do due diligence on them and get back to you within a day. And it's great because you don't have to commit to purchasing a website with the acquisition service where there's a $2,500 fee. This is purely $200 a month, cancel at any time and you'll start to understand what a good deal looks like and what a bad deal looks like and start to understand some of the risks involved with purchasing content sites. And actually on that page, I have my website due diligence checklist. So you can see pretty much exactly what I do uh, when I go through and look at a deal. On the previous podcast, I mentioned that a number of group members have now listed and successfully sold through Empire Flippers. And we've got a special listing URL where you can save the 297 listing fee. And I've realized that not everyone is on Facebook, so I've actually created a short URL that goes to the uh, special listing page on Empire Flippers. So if you want to sell your site through Empire Flippers, if it's doing a minimum of around $1,000 a month, maybe a little bit less, you'll have to, to see whether it's something they, they want to list, go to flippingwebsites.co slash sell and you'll arrive at that page. All right, so without further ado, here is the episode with Michael. Apologies for the sound quality on Michael's end. It didn't record great, but it's still a great chat. It starts off pretty well, gets a little bit worse towards the end in terms of audio quality, but I think it's uh, still good enough and, and there's actually huge value to learn from Michael's experience with buying and selling uh, on Flipper and also working with investors and now setting up a fund for investors to get into. So uh, here's the chat with Michael. Cheers, guys. Catch you at the end. Hey, how's it going, Michael? Hey, Richard. Good to be here. Whereabouts are you calling in from? I'm actually right now in Macau. It's a small city in China. Just here for a few days. Ah, what have you been doing? Uh, just traveling for a bit, uh, taking a short vacation. Yeah. But I mostly stay in, in Chiang Mai these days in Thailand. 
How long have you been in the business of websites, building, buying, selling websites? Your focus is domain magnet. When did you start getting into this? It's been about 15 years now, actually. I got started back in 2004, 2005. And things have changed really a lot. Like I started first by just building websites. Then as I got some, made a little bit of money, I started buying some sites and also got into buying and selling domain names. And I also got into real estate and some other things, but like buying and selling websites and online businesses have always been the, the most profitable. It's the main thing that I've been doing. I started, my first website was, I think, an AdSense site. So I was writing some content. I learned about SEO. And back then, of course, SEO was much easier. Um, and then as I got some money, uh, because I started with no money, I was a student. And as I started making some money, I figured I should try to invest it. And I bought a few small websites. And then I got into Domainic probably around 2007. At that time, Domainic was, was like really going up. And I started buying up these little short domains and then quickly had a portfolio of domains and started buying and selling more of them. So the first website I bought, actually still remember, that was a website uh, about some gambling. Uh, it was called blackjacksiesta.net, something like that. Yeah. And I put it for like $120. <laughs> it was making probably just a few dollars per month. And I, I liked the site. It had this flash game. It was interesting. It had some couple articles, some content. So I thought I'd be able to improve it a little bit. This would be an interesting one to try. And I bought it. And during the first few months, not really make much money. And I didn't really work on it much. And I just kind of forgot about it for a while. And then suddenly, maybe <clears throat> a year or two later, I got an email from uh, a really large gambling affiliate company that they wanted to buy the website. Like, I was really surprised at first because it was a small website with almost no traffic. Mm -hmm. So they, they initially asked, like, would you consider selling this website? So <laughs> as a... As a negotiator, I, of course, said that I haven't considered selling, but, you know, make me an offer. <laughs> and after a few days of deliberation, they actually came back with $2,500. And I was thinking, like, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, like, that's a almost 20x return with pretty much no effort on my part. I just had a website. I didn't work much on it for, for almost a year. Yeah. So that was basically the first time that I realized the, the potential in just buying and selling sites. So that was the first one that, where, where did you, how did you buy? You, you bought privately if uh, Flipper yeah, didn't I, exist? Yep. Uh, there was this popular forum, Digital Point, back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it still exists, but I think it's, it's not really popular now. Yeah. And, you know, back, back in 2005, you, you wouldn't really have any website marketplaces, so you would just go on forums kind of ask people if they want to sell a website and sometimes you'd see some postings and the multiples were much lower so back then i was actually buying websites for less than 10 months of of profit of yeah. revenues yeah amazing yeah. and then uh so you, that was around 2004 2005 you said yeah yeah around that time and so how how did things progress uh, up to the point where you you started being active on on Flipper, did you 
repurchasing more sites to flip? Did you will you start building a portfolio? Um, what did you do for the next uh, you know four or five years before you, you you've uh, been really active on on Flipper? I can see. Yeah, so it's just I I had my my small website portfolio that I was growing and managing, and I was just buying more websites for 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 cash flow. And I would be looking at different deals and buying and buying more. And occasionally I would sell more. But as it got a bit bigger, I started buying some bigger sites. So, for example, uh, I think like the first, the first like four-figure website, I think for about $5,000 I bought back in 2006 or so, 2007. And then I started to realize that this could be a serious business on its own. So that website uh, was a website about quitting smoking. And so I bought it for $5,000 and then quickly got the revenue up by improving AdSense positions, by uh, adding some more content, mm-hmm. and I got it to about $2,000 in, in revenue at some point. And I even got an offer to sell it later, but decided against it. And basically that that got me into just looking more seriously into buying and selling websites on its own. So not just for the cash flow, but actually for the like from a, from a deal making aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What what percentage over over say between two thousand and four two thousand and nine? Uh, what percentage of, of sites um, were you selling versus uh, versus buying? Was your portfolio in, increasing over this time? Were you only selling and, and flipping a minority of sites? Yeah, it was definitely increasing. Mm-hmm. So I was. So I got a pretty good sense of the market by that time. And I was really looking for just finding better deals. And the market was growing as well. So suddenly you would have a lot more websites listed for sale that, that you'd be able to buy. And I was still kind of looking at, at just buying up more websites and having more cash flow. But at some point I realized that I'm probably reaching, <laughs> reaching a bit of a limit. Uh, I did not had maybe one or two freelancers at the time that were helping me with stuff. And I realized that I'm not paying enough attention to some of the smaller websites and they're just, the traffic is just dropping. So I figured the best way to, to deal with that would be to sell. So I started listing more websites and that was around the time that Flip came along. I listed a couple of websites. I sold a few websites and then uh, an interesting thing happened. Uh, one of my buyers actually was interested in buying up more websites. So we discussed it for a bit and they negotiated a deal. And I ended, I ended up selling uh, pretty much most of my portfolio. And that was, that was just about 10 years ago. So that was my first six-figure sale. And then I kind of took, took some time, you know, to rest. And, and the whole deal took maybe maybe one or two months, actually. It was really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so an individual um, made you an offer for your entire portfolio? Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. at first, he bought, he bought one website for about $3,000. And then he asked me, like, do you have more websites? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have quite a few. And they started discussing it, negotiating. And I realized that he's looking to invest quite a bit. So I figured maybe I'll just sell all of them. <laughs> And I mean, the math was pretty good because yeah. I was buying this website at the time for like eight months revenue, 10 months revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how, how the multiples were. 
and I was able to sell them because it was a bigger deal, and I can include all the all the details. And I was helping him with managing them for a bit after that, and the deal was close to twenty five multiple, so I got was really good, uh, yeah. really good margin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what year was that? I think it was about two thousand and nine, or maybe two thousand and ten. Okay. And so you took a little bit of time off to consider your next moves and then Flipper uh, came into existence and uh, you've been one of the, the biggest. Um, I see you've, you've got a Flipper page with, with 49 transactions. Are, are those sites, those transactions, mainly ones that you've uh, listed yourself or, or purchased? What, what percentage is that in terms of, of buying and selling on Flipper? Yeah, most of them are selling. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe a couple of um, the purchases, but mostly just sales. Yeah. Uh, in terms of purchases, we mostly just buy directly now. So with DomainMagnet.com being your uh, the brand that you're doing this under, you know, the homepage is we buy on- online businesses and there's a page for buyers to um, get access to your listings and there's a page for people to sell their website to you so your own website domain magnet is that the the way that you're getting the majority of your deal flow of, of websites to purchase and then it, are you selling most of those on flipper or are you building up your own portfolio again yeah so if you do if you do a mix of, of all those things mm-hmm. um in terms of leads so managing the deal flow is actually the main thing that we are focusing on right now and uh, one of the interesting points I found out about it is basically the more you buy, the more deals you get. Pretty much from every deal that I make, the seller often refers us to someone else and mm-hmm. then you get more and more referrals. And just just uh, the marketing kind of works on its own. Yeah. Uh, so we are getting quite a good deal flow from that. Mm-hmm. We also look into different marketplaces and, and occasionally if you... Uh, deals that are available there. And then is your strategy at the moment, to, are you actively building up your own portfolio that you're managing or are you looking for, for deals to, to flip? Yeah, the, uh, um, so we are basically buying and, uh, and managing. So we have, we have some investors and we are also starting an investment company to raise more capital. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think when it comes to, to buying sites, we're up basically three different strategies that you could employ. And as a first would be looking at deals and just, you know, buying something cheap. And you could buy, and, and if you are able to find those deals consistently and you are able to buy below market, you will be profitable. It doesn't even matter if you're really good at, at managing them or not. Like you will just make profits because you buy them cheap and you're able to resell for a profit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we do. And the second one is trying to create some kind of synergy. So let's say you focus on a niche, like uh, like a weight loss. And if you are in that weight loss niche, you are able to make, to have a lot of advantages over other people. So you might buy up more sites than that, and you, it will be cheaper for you to to build links. It will be easier to create content. You'll be able to reduce your management costs by having fewer employees managing multiple websites. And you'll be able to get much better rates from, from advertisers, from affiliate programs. And uh, this is something that we are uh, looking into currently. And we have a couple 
a couple of niches that we are pursuing, okay, I'm building those clusters of sites around. So these kind of sites, we are looking into keeping them for a longer period and then maybe maintaining as, as like a single entity like that so that we would not sell them separately. I see. And uh, then like yeah. the, third, the third and final strategy would be more of a multiple play. Uh, so at, at the lower ranges, that would be something like, like what I mentioned, that I bought sites for, for eight, 10 months and sold for like 25 months revenue. But at the higher ranges, it would be potentially something like buying up some, some six or seven figure deals and then combining them and going and trying to sell to a bigger company once you reach a certain amount of revenue that they start to look at. Is that the, the ultimate goal, do you think? I think so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a little bit bigger than when we are at right now. But I think once you get to that size, you're able to, to really play with multiples and even potentially look into some uh, public offerings and raise money on those markets at much, much higher multiples. Yeah. What's, um, what's total revenue or total monthly income are you aiming for in terms of the potential for a private package deal? And then also, yeah, I'd love to hear thoughts on uh, at what stage going public uh, can be an option. Well, that's, uh, that's probably a couple steps ahead. Um, from what I understand, like once you get to a stage of maybe about 5 million in, in annual revenue, there are many private equity funds and kind of like bigger and even public companies that would start to look at you for potential acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And they are able to offer you maybe like five or 10x multiple versus a three or four multiples that, that you can buy websites now on, on the market. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, like that's a kind of long-term goal. Yeah, but in terms of, of, of uh, a public offering what size do you think you uh, someone would need to get to in order to cons- consider that well uh from from people that i've spoken with it's quite a costly affair so it could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to get listed basically so you would have to be at a size where this is not a major uh, cost for you mm-hmm. so that would be yeah quite a bit bigger than than, than most of the businesses that we are looking at right now. Yeah. Are you, are you creating funds that investors can can move in and out of? Or are you currently partnering with investors in order to leverage capital to, to acquire bigger deals? Yeah, we, we have a few investors right now. And we've done a few deals with them and it, it went quite well. So I'm looking to do actually quite soon to, to set up an investment company so we can raise some more capital and go after bigger deals. And uh, what happens is many of the deals that we get, they are somewhat time sensitive. So you want to be able to have that cash available mm. and then you're able to get discounts. And what about you, uh, Richard? I understand that you did something similar with investors. Uh, so yeah, I, I've uh, been partnering with individual investors previously and, uh, where they put up the money for deals and I partner with them as the operator. And uh, going forward, I'm now removing myself from that and being able to scale the assistance to investors by helping them acquire and then matching them with other trained and vetted operators 
that's the the model that I'm doing going forward. So with with yourself, have you done similar? Have you been partnering with investors with the intention of of operating those sites yourself to then have an exit? Or is it you've been partnering with investors to help grow your own portfolio? I, it's, it's a bit different in the sense that I view my services more as a dealmaker rather than, a, rather than an operator. Yeah. Uh, so, so we are focusing on finding good deals and finding some, some good opportunities to quickly improve them, quickly grow them, and then resell. So, I'm, so most of those investment deals, I'm not really looking for a long-term holding period. Yeah. Because I think that that just increases the risk in general. I agree. Like in that process, you know, then the, the most risk comes from from just holding on to those websites <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, I totally because, agree. Yeah, like once you've done quite a few deals and you are pretty good at due diligence, uh, you can be quite safe. There. Like you, you don't have as much risk in, in the buying process mm-hmm. and not as much risk in the selling, but just on the holding period. Yeah. Uh, so the idea that, that we are trying to pursue is, if every business that you buy, every website that you buy, we generally have a very specific plan of how long we are going to keep it and what are some of the things that we are going to improve right away. Okay. So, so for example, uh, for example, uh, an affiliate website that we acquired a few months ago, and the idea was to try to get some better affiliate rates, to find some better affiliate companies, to do some SEO and basically to resell this in about six months once we have kind of a longer track record. And most of the time is, is like around that period. That's similar to, to what you find to be optimal as well? That's, um, that, that's the approach that I was taking when I was personally involved in deals as the operator. Yeah, I wanted to um, yeah. for the site to be held for the minimum, minimum amount of time. So is that the approach that you're doing going forward with, with raising... Uh, these funds, or that that's uh, what you've done up to up to now. Yeah, I think like, the main the main goal really is to reduce risk because it's not like it's not that difficult to make a profit even when you buy at three x or two x multiple. But reducing risks is really the main the main goal. Um, so, as what what we are doing, I think with, with smaller websites, especially like affiliate websites or websites that have slightly higher risk, we do try to, to reduce the holding period. But there are also many websites that just don't have that much risk. So, for example, we acquired this education site and it has, it has a lot of followers on Facebook. Like it has all kinds of different assets, a large following on other social channels. And it's really easy to update, and the competition is just not really stepping up. So we're like a lot. So it's like a lot more upside versus risk in that specific uh, category, compared to, for example, you know, a website that that uh, is going after some competitive keywords and trying to rank for them aggressively. Yeah. Like that would be a much higher risk. And so with the with the funds that you're creating, is the intention to, to find deals, add upside um, that your team can create and then to flip the assets that you're buying within the funds and, uh, and continually find new deals? Is that, is that going to be approach or is it going to be a mixture of sites to also cash flow within the portfolio but also have uh, deals that you know the intention is to hold for less than a year? 
yeah, so the goal would be in, in terms of the fund, because of the investment companies, uh, we are just going to, to get certain capital commitments and then go and buy deals and then sell those businesses. And as soon as we sell them, we are just going to send the money back to the investors to sell okay. them with that. So we are not looking really to to keep a certain holding within the company. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately what I want to do is I want to be able to raise bigger capital, like go after bigger businesses. So it's just kind of a kind of a step towards that. Okay. That's that's interesting. And so with the with the fund approach, are you looking to purchase just one big business or three or five and then to sell those individually or to try and roll up and, and sell into larger, fewer deals? What's the what's the approach there? That's actually a really interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on that <laughs> as well because I know you've been considering that and I know you've been talking to many people that do some similar things. Um, our approach currently is we try to buy around one or two deals every month because I find... Well, at least for now, I kind of have to, to spend a lot a lot of time on my own. Kind of a lot of the approval, a lot of the decision making is up to me, and it's really difficult to do more than that. And we do have really a lot of really good deals. So if we do less than that, it's just it's just a shame to, <laughs> to leave good deals hanging, you know. So I mean, with these funds, are, are you looking to return capital, you know, within within a year? Is that the the intention, or would there be more uh, of a lockup, a longer lockup? Yeah, I think uh, a year is, is more or less the average that we would uh, look into. But generally, we would just uh, buy yeah. sites, and as, long, as soon as we sell them, we would return the capital. So we are not really looking into uh, holding on to them for too long. Okay. And the goal, like the goal that we set, is to try to resell each website for about double. So kind of roughly, uh, yeah. you know, if you resell a website after six months, you already earn some some revenues, and mm-hmm. let's say you you sell it for like one point eight of your additional price, so that's kind of good already. Yep, yep, that, that makes sense. And so, say, what's a kind of uh, what kind of size fund are you aiming to to raise? Is is it typically say if you're looking to raise half a million, you would then look for a deal that is half a million that you then look to double, or would you buy two or three sites that that would um, add up to that, you know, five hundred thousand, and then look to double all three of those together or package those together? I'm just wondering if if it's like one, if the intention is one website per fund or multiple websites within a fund. And then you would need to sell all of those in order to return all of the money. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, so in terms of the bigger deals, what we are doing, it might actually be a separate kind of a separate company, a separate LLC for a bigger deal. Like we have one at half a million dollars, but we are in the process of, of arranging and that might be really a separate one. But for these specific, uh, uh, for, for like the smaller sites, let's see, buy in, in the mid five figure ranges, uh, generally, it's it's easier to just get them all together because, like, they are not big enough to have a separate separate company or separate fund managing each of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do find that going after bigger deals is just is a much more lucrative opportunity, of course. But right now, like our deal flow is just uh, more in the five-figure range, and I think that with time, as as we grow, we'll be able to get more of the bigger deals. And that, you know, then we'll, we'll shift more into those ranges. 
Have you done much buying multiple five-figure deals and then packaging up into one larger deal and trying to sell that on, on marketplaces, uh, on brokerages such as Empire Flippers? Have you packaged deals up together that you've purchased and sold as a package in in the same way that you did to to, to your business partner who bought all of the you know all of the sites within your portfolio? Is that something that you've you've done as well up up to this point that has made you think that a uh, this kind of fund and roll-up approach is, is the best way? Uh, a little bit, but I found that, that a bit challenging, to be honest, because what happens is we, we mostly look at the deal, the deal structure, the, the parameters of risk, of opportunity, and, and the price. And in order to go into those into that strategy of kind of clustering websites around niches, you have to really target those specific niches and then you do that, it's more difficult to get really good deals. So it, it does happen just because you buy quite a lot of different sites. So it does happen, but mm-hmm. so far, um, I would say that I haven't really done as much as that. So I have a few, for example, I have a few sites like in the tech news niche. So there's a de- different sites with technology news. Mm-hmm. And fun that clustering them together works pretty well. I could have one writer managing them. I could have... Um, like upselling different uh, uh, advertising or upselling different opportunities to advertisers. So that could work well. Um, yeah, regarding your previous question, sorry, for the fund. So right now I'm looking at, at a hard cap of, of about $2 million. And that would be for the next like 12 months based on what we are doing right now. We would be buying around one or two deals a, uh, a month. So that's uh, the current strategy. Okay, I see. That makes sense. So you're, you're kind of you're buying mid to high five figure deals, at two of those on average a month. Um, so yeah, within a year you'd be able to purchase a couple of million dollars worth of sites. And so if you were to do that within a fund, I mean you the, you would need to try and roll these and group these sites up into packages as much as you you could. Otherwise, you would have to sell twenty five sites, for example all separately before you'd be able to return the, the capital to investors, which I imagine would be a pretty, you know, lengthy process. If, if you could package up and, uh, you know, try and group it into just, you know, five transactions, it makes everything a lot, a lot more simple. You reduce your, your cost structure. So is that, is that the intention to, to try and package these up as, as best you can? Or if you were to raise more money, you would just increase the average deal size that you're going for into, into six figures? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a bit of both. So if you do already target businesses from about mid five figures to mid six figures, and you've done a few transactions in, in the six figure range as well. So the idea would be to, to uh, cluster them as much as we can, to unite them as much as we can. But also because we mostly sell privately, we don't actually sell through brokers most of the time. It's it's not such a lengthy process. Yeah. And have like we have a few established buyers as well that, that we have done a few deals with and they're always looking to buy. Although it's it's definitely true at selling something like twenty websites is is can be quite a challenge. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You've got domain magnet Right now, you've you've been working with individual investors on on a deal by deal basis, where um, they so they put up the capital. Maybe you you put up some money yourself, 
um, I'm not sure uh, of your process. You would then bring the expertise for the upside plan. You would deliver and then you would exit. And that's where the relationship within that deal would end. That's what you've done up to this point. As what, So you have your own portfolio. You have the individual investors that you're working with um, on individual deals. And now you're moving into the fund approach. Would you be would you be moving your own portfolio into the funds? Um, would you still be working on your own portfolio, increasing your own portfolio, or do you think this fund approach with the new investment company that you're setting up is going to be your your, your focus over the next few years? Yeah, that's that's a pretty good summary. So in terms of the fund, I I intend to put my own money as well. So in mm-hmm. all the deals we are doing now with investors, I also put some own capital for for a few reasons. And about the, the own side, uh, we have some sites, for example, some uh, some businesses with partners in specific niches that we'll probably just keep and kind of note that in the fund that these are the niches that we might buy uh, directly outside the fund. But in general, of course, all of the new deals and also the fund is going to be centered around only content businesses. Yeah, uh, to keep it to keep it really focused, and that would also allow some some more of that of that synergy. Yeah, that's excellent. So, is this going to be a separate business outside of Domain Magnet, or it's going to be under the Domain Magnet brand, but it's going to be an investment company separate to what you're currently doing? A uh, separate investment company, mm-hmm. uh, kind of kind of under the same brand. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, going forward, you could have different so i really like the you know the content site focus that that's all that i do as well going forward you you could you could set it up in a way where you know the funds are ongoing and the investors could 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 choose to exit at certain points but you you could kind of keep recycling the deals within the funds and keep adding sites to the funds and maybe you could you could have different funds targeting different verticals maybe you have one for health one for outdoor sites one for tech for example and you could raise you know create new funds targeting different different verticals and and kind of split things that way maybe i i don't know i don't know whether that would make sense but just kind of thinking there's probably ways where you you could you know have these funds be ongoing rather than a fixed amount with the intention to return capital and then the fund ends maybe there could be a structure where you know investors are locked up for a year and then new new investors could be invited in or maybe you could increase the, the size of the fund i'm not sure i'm not, this is all very new to me <laughs> this is just me kind of uh, very interested and in, in, in asking uh, you know trying to figure out what's possible <laughs> yeah same here uh, the whole fund thing is pretty new to me so i I've, I've only decided to take on investors last year i mean i've been doing deals uh, for for quite a long time so i have that quite quite a bit figured out in, in you know to to a to a degree, mm-hmm. but the fan aspect is is quite different. So I've been having a lot of calls with lawyers and accountants, you know, trying to figure out how this all works. Yeah, um, and definitely that that would be amazing, being able to just focus on specific uh, specific categories and kind of grow into that into that niche. And then what you can do is you can also expand it and not just have content. So let's say you go into a health niche, like a weight loss niche, 
and you have a few content sites and then you have an FBA business and a commerce business and you develop your own brands and then you sell your own products, your own services throughout your different websites. And, you know, and you have lists and, and major social presence and just combining all that, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those, one of those times when it would be like one plus one plus one equals five. Yeah, absolutely. How, how are you structuring it financially and, and, and operationally as, as well? So deals that I've done with investors, uh, I've gone in where they put up all the money, I put up my skill set, and we split the upside 50-50. With, with these, this fund approach, you're saying you're putting your own money into the deals as well, and obviously you're bringing with your team all the expertise. So I'm wondering... In terms of of you know ownership and, and equity, how you're structuring that, and then also what does operations look like? What are you thinking? How these funds would operate in terms of the management and, and the setup, and and who would be in charge of, of different aspects? Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty similar to what you mentioned, except that that I also put some money. So currently it's it's ten percent, uh, and that's that's probably going to stay at the same range. So let's say if it's a a two million dollar investment company. I would I would just put uh, about ten percent of that for my own capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and in terms of equity, my my goal is just to keep things as simple as possible. Like I don't want to get into figuring out this whole financial structure stuff. So what I've what I've done so far and planning to continue to do is just keep the equity proportional to the to the investment for each investor and and for myself as well. Okay, uh, and the the profits are split equally. So let's say uh, if you are talking about ten and and ninety percent split, and then profits are just split fifty fifty. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, yeah, that, that's that's obviously very yeah very similar to the way that I've been doing it with yeah. indi- with individual investors. Um, that makes total sense. And then the upside is also split as well. In terms of the the, the sale price, um, about do you, is it fifty percent above the purchase price? You know, you, you bought a site for hundred k, you sell it for two hundred fifty k. Are you splitting that hundred fifty k fifty fifty as well, or is that they get ninety percent of the upside, and you get ten percent of the upside of the sale price, but you you are you are splitting the cash flow fifty fifty, um, which uh, do you share in the upside? Or do you have just the ten percent of the upside? Yes. Yeah, so the the investors have uh, have a preference in terms of um, uh, in terms of returning the capital. So um, first, first the capital is returned. So if it's a one hundred thousand dollar website, and let's say after after we got some profits and we sold it, let's say we got like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So first of all. The investment capital is returned, so like 90,000 90, to investors, 10,000 back to me, and then the profits are split 50-50. So that's kind of the basic idea. And I'm actually curious if, you, if you've if you done it the same way. Uh, what I've noticed is that once you, once uh, when you start, it's easier to do it with individual investors, but very quickly you, you might end up in a spot where you're just going to reach the limit of it because it gets really complicated when you have multiple websites, multiple investors, kind of managing and reporting. Did you encounter a similar uh, similar problem? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard to scale um, yeah. your, your focus. So currently, I'm, I'm not getting involved in any more deals my, myself. So I, I'm work, currently working in a consultative relationship with, with investors, helping them acquire, helping them set up systems and um, doing due diligence and, and um, helping them build out portfolios. I'm still working with one investor that I've had a long-term relationship with, bought and, site and sold sites together. And so, yeah, we, in, in that deal, it's been, he's put up the money, I've put up the expertise and we, we split the cash flow and we split the upside. It, it ranges based on, on the type of deal, but um, whatever cash flow upside I get, it's an, it's an equi- equivalent equity exit price upside as well. So with, with how you're doing it, if you're buying a deal for 100K, if um, the investors have put in 90K, you've put in 10K your, yourself, are you saying that once you return the 90K to them, which which can be from cash flow, then anything on top of that, you you then split 50-50? Or do they still have the, the 90% claim if you were to grow a 100K site to, to 250K? Do they get 90% of that additional 150 or once their money is returned, you split everything 50-50? Uh, yeah, once the money is returned, everything is split. But uh, the, the, the revenues, the cash flow is also split 50-50. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because we do kind of manage the site, so we have quite a few expenses that we do not put on the investors and there's you know, expenses for kind of managing it and, and uh, employees and all that. Um, yeah. Okay. So is it 50% or in terms of the management fee for acquiring for, for operating the, the, the sites, everything that you do, are you taking a percentage of revenue or is it a percentage of, of the, the cash flow at the end of the month? Yeah, it's, it's a cash flow profit. Yep. Okay. That's cool. And so once you return, so with the 50% that the investors are getting, once they have all their capital returned from that 50% of cash flow, then everything else is 50-50 after that? Is that the structure that you're doing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense. I, okay. I, yeah, like my goal is just to keep it simple. Yeah. Because once you start really looking into those percentages, it can get very complicated very fast, especially once you have multiple investors, multiple websites. Yeah, I agree. Different, I agree. Like in different periods, like some sites you keep three months, <laughs> some you keep two years. But that's that's really interesting things that you are building is that marketplace that connects investors with, with operators. I'm really curious how, like, how do you see it working? What's, what's the ultimate goal? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we're trying, so trying to figure this out at the moment. There, does, there is a need. There's, there's a need for investors to be supported with their first number of acquisitions, especially if they don't have the operational expertise and don't want to be involved in the running of the business, they they need help with due diligence. They need help with um, with being matched with someone who can who can run their website. Obviously, with with content sites, it, the the typical uh, purchase price that I'm helping investors with is, is around 100k, maybe a little bit larger. And uh, so, with these content site deals, typically they don't come with any staff, and so there needs to be someone who will at least maintain the, you know, the WordPress website, maintain the organic traffic. Uh, and obviously the intention is, is to grow the asset. So investors don't have this expertise. So they need an operator to run the website and to grow the website. And so this is a need that they, that they have. So 
yeah, it's uh, I, I'm growing the uh, I'm setting up the structure to help more and more investors myself by freeing myself up by by not being involved in operations myself. So I'm currently working on on that, and then by getting in more by helping more investors, I need to find more operators, and people have been reaching out to me just organically wanting to um, who have been hearing you know me talk about working with investors and people who are wanting to do the same and so yeah I've had a lot of phone calls recently with with operators and uh, so I have a you know a, uh, an investor page on the on flipping websites.co now flipping websites.co slash investors where people investors can um, can apply to, to to be assisted with the acquisition and then I have a page slash operators where operators can can apply to work and be matched with with investors and if you kind of consider those both those different things as, as deal flow it's pretty pretty even um, there's no shortage of of operators trained operators who can who can manage these these websites and and equally more and more investors want to get into this space so it's something that they need and, and so I the majority of people that I'm working with on the investor side they have not purchased before but also I'm getting inquiries from from investors and individuals that have sites that would like an operator as well. So there is demand. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, whether it's going to be a public-facing page or a marketplace. But behind the scenes, I'm, I'm now matching um, operators to investors, operators that have, you know, ideally have um, experience in the exact niche of the website that's being purchased. And... Uh, yeah, built. You know, within within a number of months, I think I'll I'll have you know most verticals covered, um, and most kind of you know a lot of different high level expertise that I can I can match to uh, to specific deals. So, not sure how it's going to look like, but I, I think I, I've uh, uh, you know figured I've made a lot of positive changes over the last couple of months and. It's um, it's it's at least it's definitely something that I can scale now. Where I was the bottleneck before, and I've now freed myself up, and this looks like it it can be its own business. And uh, you know, I'll see, I'll see where it can go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think there is definitely a huge need among first-time buyers for some trusted operators. Um, and and you could probably turn it into a marketplace and like charge a charge a fee, and you could have operators rate their skills. For example, some could be really good at just operate like just managing WordPress. Some could be content writers. Some could be SEO like link builders. Yeah. Uh, and then vetting them. That's an interesting uh, concept. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it came from you know me reaching my own capacity and not being able to take on the investor deal flow that's, that that came my way. It, you know, a lot of people started reaching out, wanting to work with me, and so that you know I had to find a solution to uh, so that I I could either cope or or not have to turn all of that away. So yeah, it's kind of organically uh, came out from from there, and yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what it's going to look like. Whether I would charge, you know, a listing fee for an operator to be on a marketplace, or and or charge the investor to, to access that, I'm not sure. But for now, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting place to to, to be. Uh, you know, I have I have great discussions with investors all the time, uh, and likewise, you know, I'm finding some some really high level website 
operators and very skilled SEOs. And yeah, the conversations I'm having are, are great. So it's definitely the place that I need to be. I don't know what it's going to end up looking like, but there's a lot of people getting into this space now. But I, I really like what you're doing with the fund approach. How, how do you how do you see that that working? Are you going to be having a general manager running running the fund or a portfolio manager and then individuals running individual sites? Have you thought about how to structure it internally? Uh, the last time I was talking uh, about this kind of thing was with Ewan Fincer from Owl Mountain. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look at the show notes where he was talking about portfolio managers. This is episode 26, flippingwebsites.co slash Owl Mountain. I'm sure he, he was talking about portfolio managers and then having individual website operators as well. Have you have you thought how this how you'll structure it with the new fund approach that you're doing? Or is it going to be pretty similar to how you currently run your operations? Yeah, it's going to be pretty similar. So for smaller websites, websites that, that are pretty basic, like uh, like WordPress, Amazon affiliate sites, generally the only two things you need to do is just add some more content and add some backlinks. Well, and occasionally monitor to make sure that everything is fine, you know, the links, uh, links are active. Uh, so what we do now is we, we have some people that, that do those things already and we just assign them some more projects. And we also have, um, so what I'm working on is kind of developing more of a management structure to have people that would be able to coordinate that as well. And it also depends really on the size. So if it's a business that makes $3,000 or $4,000 per month, so that, that's enough to get someone part-time to be doing some things. But once it's a bigger business that makes 10000 $20,000 per month, it's basically big enough to get someone full-time and really work on it and kind of seriously uh, see, seriously become kind of a, a CEO of that small business. How, how would you currently break down your team? I see on, on domainmagnet.com, you've got a job section, you have a website broker apprentice for, for doing your listings. Um, you have content editor, you have an SEO consultant, um, and it looks like you, you've also got opportunities for, for internships. Uh, do you have a number of different teams? Do you have a content team, uh, a link building team? What's the setup in terms of like a hierarchy? Yeah, it's, that actually, that page needs to be updated. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been hiring quite a bit lately. Uh, currently, I would say the team is probably about five people that are you know, full-time, part-time, and, and some freelancers as well. And... Uh, I'm not. I'm not really looking to get a big team. I would like to get to maybe around that that size, five to ten people. That's enough to to manage our deal flow. And then, as we buy individual businesses, we would see if we need to hire people specifically to manage those businesses. So right now, most of the team is actually working on just deal flow. So they are looking at different websites and different places. We're doing some targeted outreach. Mm-hmm. They're doing some due diligence. They are reviewing current deals that we have, uh, like potentially talking, setting up calls, talking to different sellers. So it's mostly things like that. Did you have any final um, questions or, or closing points about what you're doing and, and what you're doing with the fund? Major problems for, for first-time buyers is it's really difficult for them to understand who's an experienced operator, who is not. Uh, for example, uh, they might ask an operator about some SEO, like how would they post content, and the operator would send them a long list of things they would do. 
But for someone experienced like us, we would just ask them, show us some projects that you've done, show us some, some things that you've accomplished. And, you know, based on their short response, we would just immediately be able to see if this is someone who actually knows what he's talking about or not. And that kind of expertise, it, you can only acquire it from experience. Yeah, I, I agree. And also, yeah, from experience of situations where, you know, things have gone bad as well, where, you know, where bad deals have happened, where one party has been uh, dishonest and, and you learn from that and you learn to ask better questions. If people wanted to find out more about the fund, where would be the best place for people to go? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a page, a uh, small one, domainmagnet.com slash investors okay. that has your details. And uh, uh, yeah, the, the main thing that we are looking to do is just do more deals, do bigger deals, and we've had some amazing returns. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly, I'm I'm actually usually uh, like I usually have to to talk a little bit about what we do before I tell people the returns because they just don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> especially in, even even like in this market. I mean, in this market, it's more believable because we know what, what sites can make, but then you are speaking with investors who are not as, uh, as, as experienced in that, you know, that, yeah. that could be a shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're aiming for a 100% return within a year, yeah? That's the, yeah, that's the intention. It, yeah, so far we've had even higher returns, like 200 or even 300% on, on many of the deals. But uh, we are looking to get... Uh, to around 100 to be yeah more more conservative and realistic yeah it'd be interesting to see what the longer term average looks like once you you've done a lot more deals within this new fund approach um, it'd be very interesting to see you know what a what a true you know expected value is when some deals you know may uh, you know may go south may may uh, you know may not go well yeah absolutely we we did have a few deals go south so that happens. Um, I think um, I think what what's going to happen is definitely as you buy more and bigger businesses, it's going to be difficult to get like three hundred percent return. Yeah. But uh, there is also going to be some of those big opportunities, like I mentioned, like the multiples play and kind of clustering websites around different niches, and those opportunities could could potentially take a bit longer, like maybe a few years rather than half a year. But overall, they could actually provide even a higher return like when mm. you look at the longer term uh, also people can email me at michael at domainmagnet.com or reach me on Facebook uh, generally email is, is the easiest way to, to reach me if you have anything interesting <laughs> alright great stuff thanks for your time and uh, yeah well, I look forward to, to seeing how things develop yeah thanks you too Richard and I'm, I'm also really looking forward to see how uh, how your, your thing goes <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> thanks michael hey guys hope you enjoyed the episode the url to check out michael's fund is at domainmagnate.com investors it closes next week which is the week beginning 10th of june the url for this episode again with uh, pretty extensive show notes that i've done uh, i take notes from conversations and this was a very good one well is at flippingwebsites.co slash domain dash magnate and I'll try and get another episode out tomorrow and speak to you then. Cheers.